Ugh, you know what I hate? No, but I can't wait for you to tell me. First, though, welcome everyone to The Ring Dish. Happy New Year. We are here to talk about all things wedding. I'm Angela, and we're also on with Mary. We are real-life wedding planners in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. In this episode, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about 2022 wedding trends we loved and some that we didn't love. But first, quick housekeeping. Y'all don't forget that you can hire us here locally or anywhere in the world. We've added new services to our portfolio where of course we can plan your wedding. We can also teach you to become your own wedding planner and we can virtually help you create the perfect wedding day timeline. Check the show notes and schedule a call for a free consultation with us today. Okay, so happy new year, y'all. We have so many amazing couples getting married this year. We have so many people who got engaged over the holidays. We're ready to dive into this year. But first, we have to pull back on the reins a little bit and reflect on 2022. So let's start with some of the wedding trends that we saw in 2022 that we love. Yes. Okay. So this is a trend that I want to see carry on into this coming year, into every year after that. And that is personalizing everything at your wedding from your napkins to your drinks, to your late night snacks, to your wedding cakes or groom cakes, just personalizing everything to you and your partner. This is a day to celebrate you and your love together. So why not make everything about you guys? On that note, one of my favorite things I saw this year was monograms on cocktails. Like it had the couple's initials dusted with like nutmeg or something on top of a cocktail. Oh, it's extra, but I loved it. Yeah, it's super extra. I would say don't expect just any bartender to be able to pull that off. You'll want a specialty bartender or mixologist for that one, you guys. But yes, see, personalizing everything. It adds a little wow factor as well. A little something unexpected. One of the ways we saw people personalize their wedding was by incorporating their pets. So in some cases that meant their pet was actually at the wedding as like a flower dog or even a flower cat. But in other cases, the pet wasn't there, but there were little nods to the pet in the personalized aspects of the wedding. So maybe the cocktail was named after their dog, or one of my favorites was the little puppy dog heads on the cocktail stir sticks. I thought that was adorable. Super cute. Yeah, they've taken the little figurine dog on the wedding cake to the next level. Oh, also a favorite. I thought that was adorable. I don't care how many times somebody does that. I'll always think it's cute. Ah, the cutest. Anything you can do with your pet. Yep, absolutely. One of my favorite things this year that we saw a lot more of was the outfit change. And actually, I know we've talked about this in a previous episode on should you or should you not change your dress? And actually, the outfit change is fairly traditional. It used to be that you would leave for your honeymoon immediately following your reception. So the send off outfit was the outfit that you were going to wear on the plane. People used to dress up a lot more for planes than they do now. <laughs> I love the outfit change. And I think part of that reason is that you only get to do this once, so show up and show out. It gives you two separate opportunities to showcase your style and your personality 
through whatever you choose to wear. And of course, it's all about the photos. So you get a completely different vibe for your photos in one look or the other or however many you choose to have. I was just about to say that you don't have to limit yourself to two outfits. If you want a ceremony dress, a reception dress, and a send-off outfit, by all means, do all of the above because it will just showcase your personality. Also, if you want to be sent off in a sweats outfit, girl, you're already in your PJs. Go home, eat some leftover cake, and pass out. (laughs) One more point on that too. I am always torn between doing what is timeless and what is trendy. And with an outfit change, you can do both. So I'm just, I'm all for the outfit change. I hope we see more of it in 2023. Yes. Another thing, another trend that I really enjoyed this past year, allowing the bridesmaids to dress in a color palette versus all one color or all one dress style. It adds so much depth and interesting textures to the photos. Plus, your bridesmaids are super happy because this might be a dress that they can actually wear again. Absolutely agree. We actually also saw in a couple of situations, grooms did that with their groomsmen. Now that takes a lot of trust in the groomsmen or their significant others, but it can be done. And the cool thing is too, is now they've invested in something that they actually love and will wear again. Something that we've started incorporating into our services is actually advising on what colors go best with your skin tone. And when you give your wedding party a color palette, then they can choose what color colors they feel best in, which makes them all the more excited to stand up with you on your wedding day. Something we saw more of in 2022 that I think we should definitely take with us into 2023 is a more intimate guest count. And I think we actually, I never thought I'd say these words, but I think we actually have COVID to thank for that. Refining your guest count is one of the best things you'll do for your wedding for so many reasons. We don't even have time to go into it. If you refine your guest count, you get to do all of the things you want to do at your wedding, but you also get to spend that one-on-one time with each of your guests. Yes. Last but not least, something I did love about 2022 is we saw a lot of pearls. I think the look of pearls truly encompasses a classic bridal beauty. One small thing about the pearls, though, that I would be okay leaving in 2022 and not carrying with us into 2023 is the pearl veil. And let me explain why before anybody gets mad at me and before you come for me in the DMs, let me explain why. So a pearl veil, by all means, do it. It's beautiful in photos. Something to note about a pearl veil is it shows up very differently in real life than it does in photos. And that's because of the weight of the pearls. So in photos, you might see this beautiful light and airy looking veil with pearl detail in real life. As you're walking down the aisle, because of the weight of those pearls, that veil is going to fall much differently than it will in pictures. It looks much more heavy and much more flat. So if you're okay with that, that's fine. I will personally leave the pearl veils in 2022. I personally like the pearl veils. You're going to keep them? Oh yeah, I am going to keep the pearl veils. And something that we saw at one of our weddings, the bride had so many nieces and nephews joining into her family that she wanted to include all of them walking down the aisle. She asked her new nephews 
to assist her in carrying her veil down the aisle. Now, traditionally, this is what we would see with large weddings with cathedral length veils. The bride would have attendants. I'm with Angela on the pearl veil down the aisle without any assistance, long straight line of beads. I think if you want the pearl veil, by all means do it. Absolutely have it for photos. If you want it to look down the aisle as it does in photos, you might want to think of some sort of clips, talk to your seamstress for your dress or have attendants assist you down the aisle. Okay, I can get on board with that. Now let's have a quick chat about some things that we want to leave in 2022. So they happened in 2022, we saw them there and we are okay leaving them there. Do not come for us. This is just our opinion. You don't have to agree with it. Okay, go. (laughs) I think you'll hear me say this throughout our episodes so many times, but no bussers for your wedding. Y'all, this is one of the biggest parties you will ever throw. Make sure everybody's comfortable and all of the pictures look great by hiring a busing team. 100%. It's 2023. Stop pretending you don't need bussers at your wedding. Yeah. My hope for 2023 is that we will see bussers at every wedding. Hallelujah. I can't say it enough. Do not come for me in the DMs. I am over the flower guy thing. It's it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's a vibe and it's a party vibe and that's great. So go ahead and do it. But I'm over everybody on the internet pretending like it's new. Like, I'm, I don't want to see it in reels and in TikToks like it's new. It's not new. Go ahead and do it, but don't pretend it's new. Uh, I love flower guys. I think they are so fun. They make the ceremony a little bit more lively, I think. Also, have you seen where instead of throwing flowers, they're passing out little shots and beers? Like, that's super fun. That's a party vibe. I love it. I want them to stay. They're super fun. I don't know how else I can say that. But also, I think I think they became a thing because some people might not have younger little girls in their lives to be flower, traditional flower girls or all of their best girlfriends might already be in their bridal party and their moms or their grandmas don't want to be their flower girls. So why not include one of your best guy friends or your brother who was not a groomsman? Why not include them in your wedding ceremony? I love it. Keep it. I want to keep seeing them. I want to keep seeing the new dance moves. I think I saw one the other day where they came down in roller skates. Y'all just keep raising the bar. Keep doing it. (laughs) So actually the other thing too is they're great for if you're having a no kids wedding, which is probably something we'll see more of in 2023 as well. I'm just saying, I agree with you. It's a vibe. It's a party vibe. I'm just saying, don't act like it's new. It's not new. It's fun, but it's not new. (laughs) Let's talk decor. Okay, gosh, something that I absolutely hate. I didn't think I'd hate them because they're very budget friendly and they're beautiful. But y'all, I hate floating candles so much. Not only is there a discrepancy in the quality of floating candles, you will notice if you flip over your floating candle, some of them are fully waxed sealed. Those are great quality. And some of the ones that are lesser quality, you will see that little metal piece 
that holds the wick on the bottom, sometimes out of the wax. And y'all, if that gets wet, your wick is now soaked and it will not light. I guess one of the reasons why I really hate floating candles is because we regularly see them in vases that are too large for the candle itself. Ideally, your floating candle is just slightly smaller than the width of your vase. That way, there is no actual water on the sides of your candle. It's just underneath it holding it up. If there is water on the outsides of your candle, like there is a gap between the candle and the wall of your vase, and somebody bumps the table, that wick will be soaked. And let me tell you, Angela is a floating candle whisper. She can get that wick lit again. However, it takes a little time and they are just a headache for your planner, for your coordinator, whoever is in charge of lighting candles. So if you're doing floating candles, make sure that they fit perfectly inside your vase and that you don't have the gaps on any of the sides. That's an excellent point. And it's really hard to describe what Mary's talking about because podcasts are not a visual medium. I hope everybody understands what she's saying about the vase should kind of hug the candle so that water can't splash up over the edges and that there's not a huge gap between the candle and the vase. Great point. I'm with you on that. I also would love to leave. I don't want to hurt Hobby Lobby's feelings, but I'm really over the signs that say things on them. Like, I guess it's one sign in particular and Mary knows how I feel about this, but y'all, I am just so done with the unplugged ceremony sign. Nobody reads it. It's an unnecessary expense. People whip out their phones anyways. Like the rules don't apply to them. And I just, every time I see an unplugged ceremony sign, I can't help, but it's like a little piece of my heart is just black and hardened toward unplugged ceremony signs. And when I see an unplugged ceremony sign, that part of my heart is activated. I cannot, I'm just so cynical about unplugged ceremony signs. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with me. That's just how I feel. And I want to leave them in 2022. Well, there's nothing wrong with you because I dislike signs that are not informational, if that makes sense. Any of the cutesy little signs like that one that says something about like ours is our favorite love story and you just have them around for extra decor. I really dislike them. I love informational signs. I love when you make your informational signs fun and cutesy. Yeah, I'm good with that too. Like bar signs are necessary and stuff like that. I think in general, I would just have a bleh about excessive decor mostly because I'm thinking about either setting it up or cleaning it up. But yeah, those signs that are just there to be there, they're a little chuggy. They're a little kitschy. I'm over it. Let's not. They'll probably come back someday. 2023 is not that day. So yes. And actually, I totally didn't say this when we were preparing for this episode, but I was thinking about it while we were talking about signs. I'm also over the welcome signs that are just welcome signs. Make it fun and personal. Use a picture, use an engagement photo, something, but just a sign that says, welcome to our wedding. Nope. Don't take it into 2023. Don't want to see it. Yeah. And I'm going to piggyback off the whole sign thing and move right into guest book. I absolutely hate it's so popular on Etsy. We had it at a few of our weddings this year and a few of our brides 
asked us about it. And it is the Wooden Heart guest book where it's a large heart with a with a see-through front and everybody has these little one inch by one inch hearts to write their best wishes on and drop it in to this larger heart to showcase that is good for some of your guests because some of your guests are like me and get anxiety with what they're supposed to say and so that heart allows them to write best wishes and their name and that is it but you have other guests like Angela who are really good with their words and expressing feelings and their love for their friends and they need more room than that but also what are you doing with this guest book after your wedding? Are you displaying this in your house? Like, what are you actually doing with it? One thing that we tell our brides, when you put a guest book together, make it something that means something to y'all or something that you will use. Bo and Angela had their family Bible. I love that. Lyle and I, not super big on a guest book. We did a Jenga set. Guess what? When we get to play that Jenga, we get to read all of our friends' best wishes and see their little doodles that they made with Sharpies. Put your engagement photos in an album. That might be the only chance you get to print all of your favorite engagement photos and have them in one place. Leave that wooden heart trash in the past. I'm very <laughs> passionate about this one. I'm actually right there with you. Um, I we should do a guest book episode because there's so many. There's good ones, and then there's just really bad, useless ones that like, why did you spend your money on that? Yep, just to have it, like like one of those signs, just to have. Right. Yeah, for no reason. I need reasons, y'all. We could obviously go on and on about this. We want to hear your favorite. 2022 wedding trends and the ones that you will be glad to see gone. Send us a message at a toast events at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at a toast events. And don't forget to check the show notes to schedule a complimentary consultation with us today until next time. Happy new year and happy planning.